This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapener on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round for the Opposition View, Billy from the Oak Road Hatter podcast. Hello, Billy, how are you? Yes, I'm doing well, thank you. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the, the graphics going on at the start were, were actually quite good, taking off my loot and that. I won't say I enjoyed it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that's a compliment. We'll take that. Thank you. This this is this is nothing but, but, but a loving between two old rivals. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? We'll go there. Right, lots to talk about since obviously we last spoke which before a certain game, which you will have a certain view on. We will have a different one. There's been all sorts of change. You know, I mean, you know, Luton have gone through a managerial change, which is kind of not only encroaching on our managers, but, you know, that's our area of expertise is management change, as you know. So we'll get and talk about a little bit about that and how, how your season has gone. But obviously we have to go back to October and I think it was about the third minute and it didn't get any better after that for you. What were the feelings in the uh, in the Bedfordshire camp, following on from uh, from obviously a disappointing game for you guys, a thrilling day for us. You've recovered from it well, but what what was the what was the initial kind of over, overall reaction? Yeah, it's a difficult one to assess because we went into the game with confidence. We had decent form, yeah. if I remember rightly, going Very into good. it. Um, our away form, which we'll speak about in more detail, but going into that game it was good. We we put in very good displays against Burnley. Got a good result against Burnley, and then. Yeah. Early on in the season, we thought that could continue into this game against Watford. It was a season, well, the start of the season where we began to really eliminate the, the difficult runs of forms we've had against other other teams in the sort of in recent years. We broke the QPR hoodoo, which was massive for us, and, and we thought that we could go to Watford and, and do something similar. But as we all know, it didn't really pan out that way. No, 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 true, true. We we we, we all had those moments, obviously, but it it was a a glorious day for us, and you hit us 
focus on the one day where I think probably this season we've performed. Um, obviously, we had gone, relatively speaking, recently we'd had a managerial change and gone to Slaven Bilic, and that was definitely going to be what Slaven will be remembered for, because obviously being at Watford, he hit 25 games, he got a you know like a long service medal and a watch, and then he shuffled off, and now we've got Chris Wilder. <laughs> In the meantime, obviously, you had Southampton come poking around Nathan Jones. He, he who tends to leave you, not do very well and return it kind of happened again but what did everybody think initially when you made the appointment to replace jones of a certain rob edwards of of these of these postcodes recently yeah it's a strange one again because of course very very recently watford manager um again i don't think he did too bad of a job i think listening to you guys before you sort of realized that he wasn't given the time that perhaps other clubs would give him and I think going back to the initial appointment Luton fans respect the decision made by by the hierarchy given what they've done for us so I think any people that were annoyed by the Watford connections swiftly were reminded of, of what good the, the club has done for us and getting it right time and time again both from a player recruitment point of view and, and from a managerial perspective bar bar Graham Jones which I don't really want to go into but I think going into to Rob Edwards tenure as well it, it, we, we were linked with Neil Critchley for a while again hindsight's a beautiful thing that we didn't go down that route uh, given given what we saw with, with QPR but at that point I was quite in the, I was in the Neil Critchley camp. I wanted Neil Critchley. I think the way he's played football, the way he's developed young players, I think everything in my head pointed towards Neil Critchley. But Rob Edwards was still somebody of interest to me. I think what he'd done at Forest Green, the way he played football, really suited what the future would look like at Luton, given mm-hmm. our playing style, given the fact that we wanted to play a little bit more not possession based but we wanted to go through the thirds a little bit more he's achieved that by by getting a real balance of playing direct and, and going through the thirds so i think stylistically it, it was a very good appointment i thought we'd sort of tail off a little bit i thought we were going to give him time naturally after the, the time he had at watford he was in search of somewhere that would give him time i thought yeah. I, I think just looking at how we appointed him and, and what we really wanted was to settle him in and, and then probably go again for the 23 24 season and then try and push in for the playoffs but yeah it's fair to say our, our expectations have been exceeded don't want to get too too high as of yet but playing some very, very good football and, and in a really, really strong position, I feel. Yeah, his strength certainly at Watford seemed to be in and around the man management and in, in integrating with the players. They seemed to like him a lot. They just didn't really seem to play very good football. One of our suspicions, um, if any, he didn't, you know, you could say he had a curate's egg of a, of a squad. He, he was never really supported over 10 games. But one of the things I think that that, that we, we look at and wonder was, you mentioned obviously Forest Green. The Forest Green were going pretty well. They were, they were high up into terms of the budget that he went in I mean is it a really clever appointment in terms of this year to try to keep a a safe pair of hands who keeps the continuity but kind of builds on it a little bit is there any kind of is is the jury out at at Luton in terms of whether or not you know after a pre-season and with a full or or are you just you know completely going with him this season and that's it end of yeah it's it's a fair point you raise because Obviously, he's inherited a good squad that was progressing in the right way. You think the majority of, of championship managers that have gone this season is because they've been underperforming. Yeah. Um, obviously, under Nathan Jones, we were performing at a high level, which which earned that sort of interest. So it was a good job for him to walk into. I think that, that's quite easy to, to forget. He's walked into a positive situation, which a lot of championship managers don't have the opportunity to. But, but I think what he has done 
um, he's focused on that continuity, as you say. And I think that that's the perfect approach because we had sort of a playing style that was effective. We've got sort of club ethos that that such a good feeling within the, within the squad from from clubs hierarchy right down to the fan base, the the players. I think you see lots of videos that go out and and just how tight the group is. And I think it's that fact of, of keeping the squad um, as tight as they are, as, as friendly as they are. I think Rob Edwards is the perfect manager to come in to, to continue that. But having Richie Kyle come in, who's, who's more of a posi- uh, possession-based coach, I think that's yeah. massive. I think we've, we've seen his impact um, quite a lot already, which, which is definitely good for, from our perspective. But I think that, that sort of combination, Paul Trollope as well, that has come in, a bit more of an experienced head, mm. it does seem a very strong coaching team that covers all bases really and I think that's what we're starting to see now and I think it helps in in the fact of winning games in different ways we've got sort of an experienced head in, in troll up there we've got Richie Carl who's, who's more possession based and and looking to break through the thirds and then we've got Rob Edwards who off the ball um tactically is, is very good and sets us up probably even better than we were under Nathan Jones yeah you're not you're not the first person to say that we have spoken to somebody already who's kind of mentioned this with with Rob Edwards and uh, and Richie Carl because of course they were in the England setup as in or out of possession I think was the description they gave coaches they had they had two different kind of offensive and defensive I suppose from the American kind of style of it working very collectively together and they seemed you know every, everybody seemed to like them everybody who saw them uh, at Watford thought that this was going to be a real kind of cultural arc and we were going to move away from kind of the constant sacking of, of managers. Well, of course, that didn't go well. So you're, we're back there. So they're playing good. They're playing good football. We have had a, a season where we have we flattered to deceive. No, no kind of good performance has been followed up. I think we've had two runs of, of consecutive wins, one three wins and one two. And other than that, it's been an absolute pig's ear of a season, to be quite frank. But uh, but there we go. There's, you mentioned there earlier on, though, let's have a look at your home and away form, if we can. Because I think this is looking at this and talking to different clubs, it's kind of interesting. Your home stats are OK. They're not bad at all. They, they put you in 11th in the league if you just look at a home league, which is fine. But your away stats are amazing. They are the second best stats in the division behind only Burnley, I think. And because, of course, you've also got 10 wins. You were the first one to get to, to 10 wins away. Why has that come about, do you think? Have you been able to follow them much on the road? Is there a different way that you have tended to set up with Rob Edwards now he's taken over? Or has that continuity just, just flowed all the way through home and away? Yes, it's a very, very interesting stat there because it's not just as if we're we're just about edging it with our points per game away from home. It's, yeah. I think it's not no, three, it's... two points per game more yeah. away, which which is typically unheard of, especially in the championship. I think at the start of the season and last season as well, we did pick up some very important away points by, I don't want to say setting up shop, but but we had mm-hmm. a clear plan that would sit deeper and, and go on the counter-attack. I understand that we've moved past that in a sense, but we still set up very, very strong away from home. We we're a very difficult team to break down and we still have that element of, of trying to hit teams on the counter. I think the main issue... That, that we've had this season is is trying to break teams down that come and try and frustrate us. We've we've seen a shift of you know Luton are no longer no longer a team that people can have their way against. Uh, people can't have their their way against us really. I think we're starting to see that that people have given us that kind of respect this season, similar to sort of Millwall, I guess, where where they're appreciative of, of 
the fact that we're difficult to, to break down and and we've added that element of playing through the thirds and it's become a little bit more difficult to, to play yeah it's, I think it's the respect factor when teams go to, to Luton now that they, they realize it's a difficult place to go they'll set up shop they they will have more of defensive line than, than they typically would I think it's that what we started to see at the start of the season I think that's why we found it a little bit more difficult to pick up points at home um, away from home typically see the home team go go for the win okay. uh, you typically do that uh, do that when you're when you're at home you're you're more offensive you you bring a game plan that, that's more offensive and, and more at it and I think that's the main reason I think that that's the main reason for it so pe- people are coming at you more leaving spaces in behind and you're you're taking advantage of that um, is, is is the pitch kennel will throw because I mean we, we were talking to people earlier on and, and that that became a bit of a bit of a thing we'll always have a, have a laugh about what what how has how well has the pitch played this year because two years ago when we were back in the championship again it wasn't the greatest playing surface that you were playing under you are playing and, and we have given compliments to uh you know and the whole fan base on our phone in to Luton as a as a club who are doing all the right things in all the right way and you have no idea how much it hurts to say that clearly you're now playing better football is the pitch an adequate playing surface or are you getting to play on some of the better championships games away? Or am I just having a, a, a go at uh, a go at your groundsman for no good uh, reason? Uh, Kenneth Worth Road again, that's what you're having a go at. Isn't <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fair point because I think, of course, going into this stage of the season, especially with all the rain that we've had, in, in March has been it's been crazy. It hasn't cut up as we've seen in, in sort of recent years. It's it's never been the worst playing surface, but it, obviously it's no, nothing like some of the best pitches in the division. I, I'd firmly place it sort of mid pack in the championship from from what I've seen. Of course, it's quite a tight ground. Uh, the pitch is tight itself, makes it a little bit more difficult sometimes to play football. But we do really try to impose ourselves at home now. There, there's always been this in, in my head. There's always been this sort of respect sort of pendulum where when we first got promoted back to the championship we, we respected teams too much but now you know we played Burnley recently and, and we just it was one of our best offensive performances without scoring it sounds very very strange to say mm-hmm. but the way we approached the game how front-footed we were against the the best team in the league best team that I've probably seen in the championship over the last few seasons it just shows that you know we, we respect teams but we don't let them play their game and I think it's quite misleading the fact that we've only picked up 1.5 two points per game at home because we've put in some really really strong performances against some of the better teams in the division at home the, the flip side of that is and I think we saw this when we came to your place as I say two years ago albeit in lockdown is the fact that we have some players who might raise it against Burnley but then don't when it's uh, and they're, they're put off by no no offence but going to places that are less salubrious and as you say it's a tight ground it's difficult conditions we seem to have a glass jaw with that sort of stuff you mentioned about the home and away piece as well just just in, in there if we look back if we look at our our own recent form there we've got four wins six draws and uh, five defeats under and the reason why I asked about the the home and away it, it seems to be fairly even uh, under Rob at this moment in terms of the home and away but what's really dominating there is eight wins out of 15 five draws and only two losses and of course this does incorporate uh, a couple of couple of games in terms of Grimsby which obviously would have been disappointing probably allowed you to turn around and say well we'll concentrate on the league you know one defeat in the league in that in that whole bit is pretty bloody tremendous uh, uh, kind of form that you've had under him was that how you looked at the cup game or did you, did you have dreams of having a double or something or other yeah I think you always have dreams you always look at the FA Cup there's you know, it's always something magical about the FA Cup. 
yeah, to say that we've had, what, 16, 17 games under Rob Edwards, yeah. only one poor performance, and, and that comes in the FA Cup. I think any Luton fan would, would take that. A couple of the defeats that we've had, I think we lost 2-1 to Middlesbrough, which was Rob's first game in charge. Played well. It was positive. Uh, we lost to West Brom. Again, it was a positive display. West Brom were, were fantastic that day. Then we lost to Burnley, which, um, yeah, it was disappointing that we that we lost the game. But I think everybody walked away from Kenilworth Road optimistic about our chances because we you know, put in a very, very strong performance and a performance that, that would justify us uh, battling for automatic promotion. Yeah, it's, it's strange because I look at some of those losses and, and take a lot of pride and confidence from them, even though, you know, you come to the crunch end of the season and it doesn't really matter how you play. It's all about picking up those points now. And um, yeah, ultimately, Rob Edwards at this point is going to be judged on on points not continuing the development of this playing style. When you did lose to Burnley, we, we played Burnley I think uh, earlier in the midweek and, midweek, and yeah. yeah, and, and we'd, had a, we'd had a heartbreaking kind of the sixth minute of extra time they get it. But Burnley have got that resilience and against you, they, they got a penalty and, and, and Ashley Barnes scored it. We all love Ashley Barnes, don't we? I mean, yeah, absolutely. But hey-ho, on that occasion, <laughs> on that occasion, not, I forgave him. That decision that, was it Sunderland? That decision uh, did Sunderland get a penalty? I'm sure it was recently my god what the referee was drinking that day i do not know if that, oh, that, was, you, that, that was your one all wasn't it yeah yeah and i don't want to sound like a sour grape at all but that's, that's another thing refereeing decision i know we've benefited from some but it seems that we're in that position at the moment where a few decisions have gone against us consecutively I long think. may that continue yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. He couldn't last too long without being I'm partisan. Sorry, I got to, nearly 20 minutes. <laughs> Not there, bad. Not yeah. bad. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (laughs) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In fairness, in fairness, the championship refereeing has oh, been dreadful. generally appalling. Dreadful. But but I know what you mean in terms of you get one and then another and then another and you kind of you know they raise the old eyebrow and look at it. You you've got Stuart Atwell on your side, so we we know which side our bread is buttered. He's a he's a Luton fan who turned up and refereed us and chose to wear an orange shirt. That went yeah. down well, as you <laughs> could imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, never mind, never mind. Hi, this is Benjamin Bloom. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Each week, I'm. Uh, I'm forecasting who I have decided is your star man. And sometimes I get this right, and often I get it very, very wrong. Carlos, which do you prefer? Often. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So my suggestion in terms of your star man, and I appreciate you're very much a a kind of an ensemble piece as a squad. The the player who I think has looked, and I hate to say it, because at the start of the season I said, God, what a donkey. Carlton Morris, 16 goals, four assists. When I have seen him on occasions, he has actually been genuinely unplayable. Don't get me wrong. There have been some times when I've looked at him and gone, really? But he has done very, very well. Would you pick him out as your star man? Or is there somebody pulling the strings who you would suggest has been, you know, kind of launching towards your kind of player of the season? Yeah, as you sort of pick 
yeah, picked up on it again. There's a lot of players in contention for that that player of the season. But yeah, Colton Morris has been a fantastic addition. We forked out £1.6 million pounds mm. for it, which doesn't seem much to, to you boys, I'm sure. But for us, that was, yeah, it was a hefty, hefty fee. And he's, he's justified that already. He's probably, if we were looking to sell him in the summer, we've probably tripled or even, you know, oh. five times our money. But, but looking at the championship market. So yeah, from a, from a developmental perspective, yes, um, he has been he has been brilliant. It's not just his goals as well. I think he's third or fourth in the, the goal scoring charts. But he's, he, he's top with four, four with four. He's top of both your your goals for oh, and your oh, assists in terms yeah. of no, in terms means, of those he means in terms in terms of the championship. I think is what. Oh, terms, oh yeah, yeah. Apologies, Sorry, Billy, yeah. I'm paying attention. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. I got you. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> See what I mean? To, to bring others into play. Um, Hold up players. You, I think you mentioned him as a monster there, and that's exactly what he is. He's he got the pace as well to get in behind, keeps defenders guessing, links up well with Adebayo, who hasn't had the best goal scoring season, but he's still been a, a real threat. And yeah, just the pair of them together have caused chaos for a lot of defences this season. And Morris has truly been one of the best arrivals I've seen at Luton in terms of instant and, and probably sustained impact as well, because he's kept it going all season. My pick of the bunch at the moment is Alfie Gowdy. Excellent news. Well done. We'll just add that to the <laughs> correct list. It's, it's very, very close. It is very, very very close. Oh, don't, don't flatter Morris. him. Just say it. <laughs> just it up. Just say it how it is. Yeah. I'd say if you asked me maybe two weeks ago, it would have probably still been Morris, but Dowerty's just been rising at a very, very exciting rate. And we, I, I haven't seen a left wing back like him in the division. Um, he's so athletic. He gets up the, the pitch very, very well. Um, he doesn't stop running, but he's also got quality. He's also got a real sledgehammer of a shot crossing ability is good he, he takes some of the set pieces now he's just grown and grown in confidence and yeah he, he's somebody that I think looking back at last season I didn't look at the squad and think oh this player would generate interest from the Premier League but I think now we've got a collection of maybe three four probably maybe even stretching it to five players that could quite happily say would, would feature on Premier League radars that's, One of that's, the the things... da- that's the danger now though isn't it because it's happened to Watford you know you've had these players that have done really well you know and, and credit to them but they are now starting to appear on clubs Radars, also in the yeah. championship and and in the premier league and it's happened to us and that that's that's the bit that's the hardest bit to maintain and to and to stay stay where you are trying to constantly turn them 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 players over because you know you know like you've just said you, you've signed a player for one point something million if, if a bid for 10 million comes in you know even if it's Watford anyone they, they're gonna they're gonna go for it also <laughs> there's a pattern here Peter that if we speak to these uh, podcasts two weeks earlier you've got it right for yeah. for the player of the season everyone goes well two weeks ago I'd have said that Peter but no there's a yeah. better player than <laughs> I, I, I suspect that's a bone being thrown in my direction and <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yes, get me wrong I'm very grateful for it that's fine that'll do me you, you mentioned obviously in terms of uh, Doughty there as a wing back one of the things and we never really got to see it buying a wing back for, for Rob Edwards was like everybody's wish last last summer it never was, happened wasn't it and we all we all knew from Forest Green Rovers well we wanted right wing back and he played Hassan Kamara there who's the most left footed player every time we got the ball he turned right and ended up in the Graham Taylor stand not good and when he was at Forest Green Rovers uh, what was his name Kane Wilson he, he, Kane he Wilson, yeah. the, 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 the wing backs were really pivotal and he ended up getting a shed load of assists and really bombing on getting the Division 2 or the League 2 sorry player of the season and, and coming on has Doughty's rise 
coincided with the last kind of 16 games then with Rob Edwards? Yeah, I think so. I think the, uh, the difficulty he had at the very start of, of Edwards's tenure was the fact that uh, we, we had a lot of defensive injuries. That hasn't really changed. We still have a fair few injuries in our, in our back line, but it forced Doughty to play right wing back. And don't get me wrong, he did a, a very good job. It didn't really translate into assists and, and sort of the chance creation aspects. But but mm-hmm. since last maybe stretch of 10 games playing left wing back, He's really, really cemented himself as a, as a key threat for us and, and probably the Kane Wilson of, of the championship in, in the fact that he's so, so advanced on the pitch. As soon as, you know, Colton Morris gets the ball and, and turns, Doughty's there bombing on. Uh, he's just a real athlete that's, you know, not scared to, to take a player on. He's not scared to do something different. And it's, it's strange because he was he was a Nathan Jones signing that Nathan Jones didn't really get the best out of him um, mm-hmm. due to the fact because he, he was injured for a quite a large point. But it, it just seemed that when Edwards came in, it, it did seem that Dowerty was going to shine under him. He just seemed perfect for, for how... Edwards wants to play and I think we're reaping the rewards of that now. I like that description the Kane Wilson of the Championship ignoring of course the fact that Kane Wilson has signed for Bristol City and he's in the Championship but he's Kane, not playing. Sorry Kane Wilson you're no longer the Kane Wilson of the Championship <laughs> you're that bad <laughs> how things have gone yeah. there we go. Hi I'm Stephen Gerrard and you're listening to do not scratch your eyes, podcast. In that case, let's move on to one section, and then we're going to get to the worst prediction league in the in the history of the planet. What what we call what we call our opposition, Luton Town. One, two, three. Three players who have played for both Watford and Luton. And what we're going to ask you to do, Billy, is first of all go, Christ Almighty, I'm far too young. I don't remember half of those. That's fair enough. (laughs) But then decide who is going to be in bronze, who is going to be silver, and who's going to be gold in terms of their legacy, as you see it. doesn't have to be definitive, just as you see it, in terms of Luton Town. Justin and Carl will basically bicker and squabble and do the same thing for Watford. Okay, so here we go. In terms of... God, I a... think I. Oh, I think I know. All three. I think I know, but there's a rogues gallery, isn't it? <laughs> First of all, let's ask. Uh, let's ask Justin. Could you name any of one of those players? I Just can one. name all three, Peter. I'm going to name the one on the left, which is oh, the, the, the words just stick in my throat. This is Kerry Dixon. This is Kerry Dixon. Kerry Dixon. Dixon I was right. It was indeed. We'll go to. We'll go to our guest, Billy. Sir, would you like to name any one of the three uh, that we have? Obviously, Kerry Dixon's gone, so one of the remaining. Two. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the easy way out and go on the right, Andre Gray. There we go, and and Carlos. definitely had his teeth done, isn't he? He's definitely had his teeth <laughs> He's done. Definitely had his uh, teeth done. Moving yeah. up the football league, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, I'll go central then, obviously, and it's uh, Alec Chamberlain. We turn to Billy and ask, and I appreciate. Do you remember Kerry Dixon and Alec Chamberlain, or do you know of them? I know both the names, Kerry Dixon. I know, I know that he was a striker and scored a fair few goals for for Luton over the years. But yeah, I'm, I'm too young to to remember him. Oh, well, oh, I wasn't even born when he was playing. Alec Chamberlain, to be fair, I, I know the name, but I couldn't tell you anything about his, his Luton stint. But then Andre Gray, yeah, that was that was the uh, good old conference days. I scored a yeah. shit goal, so yeah. He did, he scored loads, didn't he? We signed him for so much money and he got Luton out of the conference. It pisses me off, it really does. <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. the conference. It was the conference, not yeah. the Premier League where Should we I, that, That's what I meant when I said Andre will score goals at that level. I meant the well done. not the championship. <laughs> yeah. This is true, this is true. So, and I appreciate that you're going to go, hold on, I don't know who they were, but uh, one, of, one of our many catchphrases is, we won't let a lack of knowledge get in the way of having an opinion. Oh, you've seen us. So you're going to have to you're 
we're going to have to give one of these players the the bronze medal um, in terms of their legacy at Luton, as you as you think as you think it. Yeah, which which player would you go for in terms of you think uh, the third best level of legacy? Knowing what you know, yeah, that is very difficult. I put Andre Gray third because I know that it was in. It was in the conference. It was in the fifth well tier. Done. Oh, I like Billy. Oh, Billy's Billy, a this nice is, guy. Duh, this is a what. level of, of balance and reason that we've, we've yeah. never seen before if here. I, if I could buy you a beer on Saturday, I would. But unfortunately, yeah. we've got to get off the coach, straight into the ground, straight back on the coach again. So Right, so who's going who's gonna to take second place, do we think, then, between Kerry Dixon and Alec Chamberlain? Both did, in fairness, sterling service for Luton. Only one did it for Watford, but there we go. We won't hold that against him. Who's going to take silver? I'm going to go Alec Chamberlain based on my lack of knowledge of, of Alec Chamberlain. Right. I, I want to say 80s, maybe early 90s at, at Luton, but yeah, that is a big, big guess. But yeah, I think that's based on my, my lack of knowledge of, of what he's well, done. Which means Kerry Dixon. In terms of Kerry Dixon, oh, yeah, he God. did. He came and scored scored some good goals for you and he I think if I remember rightly I think he got to an FA Cup semi-final ironically against Chelsea who was, was his he, team he was Chelsea wasn't he he was Chelsea yeah. that's he was he, he started at Reading scored a load of goals got a move to Chelsea and he was there for probably the best part of a decade and then he then he kind of moved on to, to you guys but uh, no he, he did well there in that case we know who, who, who are you going to put bronze because for us for once this is a dilemma Mm, because it is a dilemma. Who are you going to put bronze? Who are you going to put bronze, gents? You got Andre. Oh. Andre has a chance of silver, I would suggest, no, potentially. Well. No. Not leading think, the witness. Are, are we still agreed on Andre, Justin? That he can't. Can I just say I don't remember a Watford player being booed quite as much as Kerry Dixon yeah. <laughs> when he was at Watford. I mean, we were booing him. However, there were, really fights. There, there, were, there were fights in the away ground at, at South End, uh, at the away end. Of, of, but basically, people, because some people were going, you know, kind of just cheering him. And then other people go, are you cheering him? And hit them. And then it just all oh, kicked right. off. It was, yeah, yeah, it was big time ridiculous. controversial. However, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> there we are. I do base a lot of my things on Andre's fee and his wages. And, and the fact he was sent to us by Luton. Yeah, I just, just, I can't stand the guy. I, I, I think purely for that final season, anything he did irritated the Watford fans. I mean, we're talking just being Andre, breaking the lockdowns, the massive fee, the massive wages, the fact that he was crap. I'm going to have to put his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to put. Yeah, I'm going to have to put Andre third, definitely. He was so shit for us, and he will go down as one of the shittest players we've ever signed (laughs) and the most reviled player as well. His attitude was shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, Justin, what what are you trying to say? I think what I'm trying to say is I fucking hated the guy, and I couldn't wait for him to leave. Third Andre Gray. Carlos? Carlos? I'm not going to go against him on that, am I? So, yeah, we'll we'll stick Andre with with the bronze. If we... Do we actually have to give him bronze? Can we? Um, no, we give him plastic. Give him a medal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you'll give. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, we, we, so we're going with lanyard, silver, and gold. <laughs> that sounds yes. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah. That sounds perfectly acceptable. That's it. Uh, Kerry Dixon is is about to get the the cheapest ever silver medal going. Yeah, because he well. played for us for about what six or seven games. He was bought in. It was hotly contested because he was bought in on loan for old. No, he tell a lie. He signed from Millwall because he'd gone from you. You'd gone no. Your legs are gone. You go to Millwall. He went to Millwall. They said his legs had gone. And then, so, we, then we came. Him. We went and signed him because Jack Petchy had this had this policy 
where when Glenn Rhoda went to him and said, I want to sign a striker, and the one he wanted was 31 years old at the time, Paul Wilkinson, who had been on loan and also obviously played for us previously, was, was, was fabulous, and 31 still had legs on him. Petchy would always insist that he would go to him with an alternative that was one-third of the total cost of ownership of the whole contract and the wage. And, of course, Millwall were like, you want who? <laughs> of, course you can have, like, of course you can have him. You know, we thought he might still have a trick in him, but no, go, oh, go, no. go. So he, he came along and then Graham Taylor uh, came back. <laughs> Graham Taylor would have known Kerry Dixon when he was when he was absolutely in his prime and ripping it up for Chelsea and England. But of course, what can you say about Chambo? Chambo oh, played, played nigh on near to 300 games, 250 games for the, for the Hornets. He was also goalkeeping coach. He was with us for, for 20 years and I think he played about, 100 and, about 150 games for, for Luton as well. So I'm in. Yeah, no, he he was one of the ones along with Matty Spring. I don't know if you remember Matty oh, he's Spring, brilliant. Who, who came along and actually went. You know what? He turned out for the other seamen. Yeah, I always remember that goal he scored against us in the League Cup, Matty Spring. Absolute thunderbolt. Yeah. The uh, the the night where it all kicked off. The night of the corner flags. Yeah, the corner flags. Yeah, yeah. no, he was a, he was a great player for us, Matty Spring. <laughs> So we come to yes, it's here. Return. Things have actually happened. Things have actually happened in the last. My still bottom. Games. And and some. Right? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. But, right. Justin in the last two games has got four points. Um, he he called a Watford win versus Birmingham City. You called a Watford win. You also got a point. Everybody got a point against Birmingham. But also he called one one for Wigan. Yeah, the wonderful Barry had gone for a one nil Wigan win. And let's face it, we did our best to oblige him. But we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So so the league points at the moment are Carlos is on fourteen points. The EFL is on sixteen points. And oh shit, five, five points in the distance. Justin is at the top. There's only, there's only one way. There's only one way to describe this absolutely sh- horseshit. This game. yeah, it is it, it is absolute rubbish. We know this. It's, <laughs> it's, it started off badly. It tailed off towards the middle. And the less said about the, the latest bits, the better. But other than that, it's been superb. Um, Billy, we turn to you as our guest, sir. Luton Town versus Watford. People being bussed in to to, to see the game and what have you. <laughs> bust. Well, you are, aren't you? I mean, you know, yeah. it, it, that's the that's the only way Watford are allowing people to go to Luton because apparently it's just too dangerous, twinned with Badzer or something. I don't know. What's your forecast for the game? I was positive. I think last time I gave a prediction for yeah, that, what, that game. What so was Billy's prediction bit. last time? Out of interest, Billy Billy went for a one-all, which, is, if you remember oh, rightly, yeah, has yeah. has been the basis of of, of Justin's. Yeah. Entire season, so you went, went one one at that point. I thought I went for a win, so that's changed my thinking completely. Maybe if I do take the optimistic route, it might it might go well for me. So I'm going to go two nil Luton. God, please not that. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> please not that. Keep going, keep going. I'll be going home at sixty minutes. Oh, I can't. You I'm won't be. You got to the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five nil down, and we're like, oh, "I've got to watch the whole thing." It's be great. Let me out. <laughs> yeah. Typically, when we start losing, just Justin kind of stomps out, and, uh, and you're going to you're going to you're going to be trapped. Kicks a bin always, Bollocks, always. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. there we go. Well, Carlos, it's yeah. your chance to I, make I, up well, some I'm, points. I'm going to play this tactically, right? Because the way I look at this now is, if I get this score right. I get points, which means I get closer to Justin. If I get it wrong, it means that we get a positive result. So I'm going to get shot, but I'm going to go for Luton 2, Watford 1. Tactics. Bosh. Have that. Put that in your (laughs) pipe and smoke it. 
I think they're piss poor <laughs> tactics, but if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I think they're dreadful tactics, frankly. I just think they are. Well, tell well, me I'm wrong. In, in fa- no, in fairness, Colt, you've tried to do whatever you've been doing and it's not worked so far. So, so I might have tried something else. Prob- probably overdue. That's yeah. fine. Justin, what, what level of 1 1 are you probably going to go for again? Probably 100%, Peter. Um, oh, there you go. You well, know, well, if, if, you give, if you give me 1 1 now, I'll take that. Let me, let me explain I don't know why, how you though. Guys feel, I'll take that. Um, I, I, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna score many goals because we just don't. So our idea of being up for it will be to take a draw, I think. Uh, so let's go for one-one. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go for. Honestly, I, 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 do you know what? The fact that we won the home tie or our home tie, if they win the away tie, it cancels it out. Fine, that's fine. Obviously, I prefer to win it. Obviously, I prefer to win it. But I think let's go for a draw, and that way. Four You're points still going out of for a six. Draw because then we've still got some sort of bragging rights. Four points out of six, I think, is until probably... they're promoted to the Premier League. <laughs> well, at that point, of course, we cut Billy off. <laughs> we, we just, we just, we, we won't have to speak to Billy then, will we? Because we'll <laughs> no, no, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. We'll see when you come back down, Billy. Exactly that. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one-one for me. Do not scratch your eyes. There we are. Fantastic. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, having you join us again, Billy. Thank you very much. Um, it's always nice to. We do a lot of obviously we do opposition podcasts, but when you're with your rival, you think, oh, you know, is this? But twice this season, you've been absolutely fantastic company. So thank you very much for coming on. Hopefully, we haven't been too over the top with anything uh, that we've said. We've we've reined it in. I think, Carl. Carl, you can see he's holding it. You can see he's holding it there. He really, he really is holding it. Um, Saturday though, uh, he won't be. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be uh, vocal. But yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much for joining us once again, Billy. Cheers, Billy. Thank you much. Thank you. Top man. Cheers, Billy. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.